When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. If you're friends with somebody you're and they have any interest... You're just too afraid to fail, Sersha. This is the problem. You're, no, you don't I agree win. with her. I agree with her. He agrees yeah. with me because he knows it's correct and right. I remember being friends Crash with a guy. And burn. I was friends with a guy. Yes. I swear to God. And I there was nothing going on. And he turned out around out of nowhere and asked me to go on a date. Yes, exactly. I nearly died. So you would rather him lie to you? No, but no. He would have hated himself if he never asked. We were friends. You missed what's that? You missed I all didn't of it. Give you any signs? You yeah, so what? Zero. He still had feelings, and now you both know, and it's everyone's better no, long term. We can't be friends now because Good. Well, one of the girls, one of the girls I work with, she was saying, "Yeah, don't do it, don't do it." Yeah, don't do it, Karen. Listen, get on Tinder. Do what men do best, and ignore the advice of women. And if you want to be <laughs> her friend, be her friend. But if it's no. only there for sexual reasons, or you're only there because you want to get in her pants, no, then he cut loves your her. He loves her. No. You cannot know. No, no, you're going to hate oh, yourself. That's, that's a bit of a strong word. No, yeah, love is too okay, strong. Okay, you want a rider? Yeah, you he do. does. Yeah, don't want a rider. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on that bike. Listen, listen. I'm I just think. Give a DJ here. Okay, I think you're just going to. Uh, I think you're just going to hate yourself forever if you don't. At she least doesn't take a shot. want to. You don't know. She does. Girls love having guy friends. Okay, love okay, it. Okay, I know. He's like using your guy friends. The magic eight ball said to do what? Said to ask her. So that's all. That's and all what did the magic with. eight ball say? She'd say no. no. Okay, then then I'll say no. Then I won't do it. Yeah, don't do it, Karen. Get on Tinder. You're better than that. If she broke up with you or it was mutual breakup, move on. Lots of plenty of lots of plenty of fish. Plenty of fish in the sea. Or there is that site, plenty of fish, if you want to ask you. <laughs> Sip, Bumble and the rest of them. All right, listen, that has probably been the, the worst, most confusing piece of advice for you, Karen, but I hope that's helped in some way, shape, or form. Uh yeah, it actually has. There Has you it go, though? Karen. You sound a little bit. No, no. He's he's a bit disappointed because he probably wanted us to say, "Yeah, no, definitely." Do it. No, yeah, I, I, I am a bit disappointed. Both I have to agree with you. Yeah, that's life, though. And unfortunately, do you know what? I this is this is you're gonna hate me for saying this part. Okay, don't turn off my mic. Everything happens for a Shut reason. Up! Everything happens no, for a reason. Doesn't. Yes, no, it, it does. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. You were not meant no, to get with her. There's someone better for you. Kieran, trust me. I hate Saoirse Long right now. Hate her with a passion. <laughs> Listen, Kieran, we'll let you but go. I hate you. <laughs> hey! Jesus, I'm, me. It's I'm, fine. Don't worry about it. Because I won a few weeks ago. I actually won the the shock jock and fear side. Sorry. Oh, he would have electrocuted you. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Listen, Karen. If you do change your mind, you do go for it. Will you let us know? Um, probably not. Probably okay, okay, Grant. Okay. okay. Well, keep us abreast. <laughs> and if there's a new girl on the well, there is. There's a new brunette with brown eyes on the. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out. You for can't her be anyway. brown eyes. Brown eyes are beautiful. Yeah, whatever. I Le- do know a brunette with brown. With 
It doesn't oh. have to be someone you know, and I don't uh, be no, going no, for no, them. No, 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 I'm just saying. I, I saw. This is what my vision. This is what I saw. Lads. I saw in your future a brunette with brown eyes, slightly smaller than you. Why are men lazy at times? Where they go, oh, I'll just go to my next door neighbour. Sure. She's there. Troll free a pound. Okay, bring her around some milk. Be grand. Listen, Karen, we'll let you go. We have to move on. We'll chat you again soon, sir. Thanks for right, hopping thanks on. Very much, guys. No Bye. worries at all. Take it easy. Very stressful that was. Don't be so silly telling them to go for it. Girls love guy friends, and that is it. Guy friends. You start crossing the line, and we're like, oh, God. And then she starts voice out her friends, being like, oh, he's so awkward now, and we can't be friends because he thinks there was more to it. There was never more to it. Ever. Ever. No, I'm just... Nope, Gu- guys, leading on. guys that You're are friends like, with girls. Oh, let's go out on a night out. Let's shower together. Oh, we're just friends. Who says that shower together with their guy friends? Oh, you'd be surprised. Come on. They're doing that purposely and you'd they know be, what they're at. You'd be surprised. Anyway, listen, um, that's... At Psycho Tools, we do it every Thursday here on the show. Tarot cards and a magic eight ball to give you some sort of clarity, some sort of insight into your future. Um, yeah, any other questions, we'll put them down for next week. You can WhatsApp in. Uh, on the way, this week, we remixed Tala. Okay, so Tala was the song to be remixed this week. We've had Fingless. Let's get down, let's get down to Fingless. And we had Blanche last week. Get ready for the Blanche. Whopper song. Whopper song. I sound great in that. Yeah. So that was a uh, get ready for the Blanche. Uh, it's Tala this evening. We've used DJ Sammy's We're in Tala. And we will pl- play that next here. On- You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. If you're struggling to find five minutes for yourself, just how bad is that for your head and your psychological well-being? It turns out that not only is being isolated and alone during lockdown really bad for you, but if you're in a chaotic environment, maybe you're homeschooling people, maybe everyone or your housemates is working from home and you've just got no space for yourself. Uh, how bad is that? We'll be chatting to a Canadian psychologist who's researching that very interesting area. Now, Tala was up this week. We've been remixing a different part, a different part, a different part, a different part of Dublin every week. It started off with Tiesto's The Business because it works really well with uh, Fingless. Let's get down, let's get down Fingless. And you can check out that video, by the way, up on uh, YouTube. You can just Google Tiesto's The Fingless and you should be able to find it. Sometimes these get pulled for copyright. But we have had Fingless, Delorgan. Cabra. Abra, I want to meet you in Cabra. And last week's was a fairly epic one. Uh, it was very, very good for Blanche because myself and Sasha didn't really do much in Get there. ready for the Blanche. Great song. Great song, yeah. Just want to let that play uh, a little bit in the background because it's such a good song. This week, the suggestions and the recommendations were to do Talat. So we have successfully put that together, finally gotten it after a few technical issues earlier on, and this will be the first time we will be playing this in full. So if you are from Tala, you can let us know how accurate we have gotten this. Maybe we've left out some glaring holes. Maybe we left out some very, very important things. Usually we try and include the main shippers, takeaways, pubs, landmarks, famous people, all those kind of things. Yeah. And we have used DJ Sammy's We're in Heaven, except it's DJ Sammy's We're in Tala. So, for the first time here tonight on Room 104, let us know if you're a Tala head, how we've gotten this on. And if you want us to send us to you afterwards on WhatsApp, we can do that. We can't really post it online yet, but we'll send it to you on WhatsApp. So, Saoirse, are you ready? I can't wait to hear it. I think she's nailed her timing this week, but here you go. This is DJ Sammy's We're in Tala. Tala, you're all that I want. With the 
I'm finding it hard to believe we're in Tala. We're in Tala. If you are in fact listening and you are from Tala, let us know what you make of that. Did we leave out any glaring highlights? What would you have added changed? Or just your general response, should Saoirse never sing again? I think that's a, a monumental improvement anyway. I'm happy with Touch that. Touch me and still again. There was nothing wrong with that. That was just, you nailed the timing. I, say, I did you know nail what? the timing. This yeah, yeah. I don't sound quite fair. as young. I sound definitely like maybe a preteen now as opposed to <laughs> a seven-year-old. 
So listen, uh, that was Tala this week. Where would you like us to do next week? Where's home? We have done, let me remind you, Fingless, Cabra, Blanche, Stillorgan, Drimna, Walkinstown, and now Tala. So last, there were some suggestions for Hote, Malahide, Scaries, Ballyfermont and Ballymun are uh, on the list as well. But let us know, what do you make of the old Tala one? Is that consigned to the bin? Like the Stillorgan one? Or I mean, maybe we'll play it again by the end of the show. Are you Who joking? Knows? That Tala one is unbelievable. That should be on the playlist. I think we'll playlist that, yeah. yeah. And sooner rather than later, we'll get that on Freaks on Friday. I think Al can do Al an, extended, an extended club remix of that, maybe yeah. a little bit heavier, a bit housier. He, he loves like DJ that. Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just he just bangs out some DJ Sammy. Uh, no, he of course does not. Anyway, let us know. Here's eight. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Cormac and Sir here on Room 104. Play Blue, you can see what takes your fancy. Playblue.ie, you know you want to. Uh, we just played out our um, DJ Sammy's We're in Tala. Um, and just wanted to get your feedback on it. Apparently, Paul, uh, apologize. We left out what no mention of Watergate. But you did say you'll pass it to Robbie Keane. Free WhatsApp it to you. Oh my God! Will you actually? I'd love if Robbie Keane heard that. And you know what? He'll just he'll just block your number then. No, do you know like, what he could do? This tripe. He could get me to sing at his kids' birthday <laughs> parties. <laughs> Come on now, get out! Oh, I'd love now that. we're turning the mic off. Station. Tell okay. Robbie I'm available. Uh, no, listen. We got in. I didn't realize that song is a little bit shorter than what I thought it was. But we got in. Okay, Borza Dominoes. And now listen, Paul. If you're listening, right, and you're from Tala, I was told that in Tala there's the top end of Tala yeah. and the bottom end. But there's top enders and bottom enders. No one confirmed that. You've heard that from one person. Well, listen, someone from Talat must know what's going on. Maybe I'm, maybe I've been misinformed. I think you have. I think they're taking the piss out of you. Just saying. Anyway, uh, what was in there? We got in, into Talat's song this week, so we got a Domino's the Square. Shamrock Rovers obviously have to be included in Talat. Uh, Leisureplex. Leisureplex. Byob. Leisureplex. Robbie Keane. Borza. Borza. No, it wasn't Borza, was it? It was Borza. Sorry, yeah. Chipper. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, Get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What else? Job's Townhouse. Oh, that was the one you got wrong. Sorry, I knew sorry, that. sorry. I knew sorry, that. Sorry, I was sorry. panicked when I was recording it and I said Jobstown. Did I say Jobstown? Did you say Jobstown? Yeah, of course you said. Yeah, but I was I didn't realise. I know of course it's Jobstown. Jobstown has so but that's the Yeah, but that was that, that was me not now. knowing. That's triggered. You're after triggering everyone know, in Tallinn. Okay, know. they're gonna be coming out for you. You could have taken that out though. I couldn't have taken or that out. Or you could have told me about I it forgot. and flagged it with me. Okay, I didn't okay, realise. Well, we were doing a lot of flagging here this evening now because we were all over the shop. We weren't. Uh, anyway, all right. Let us know what the story is, um, and what part of Dublin would you like us to do next? Where are you listen to us? Uh, what part of Dublin are you listening to us from uh, this Gary, evening? Hang on a second. Don't be so rude. Hang on, I'm, what's I'm never going to Tala after hearing that. <laughs> well, Tala <laughs> doesn't that. want you there, Gary. All right. Uh, let me see. True, but we do mix sometimes. Top end is newer. Killinard and Jobstown, Fedakarn. Um, all right, so yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that I, I was informed. Correct. Also, can we just read out the nice messages? Uh, Mary said that was cool. Fair play to you. Thank you. Thank you very Is that your mom? Are you just texting yourself now, going, oh, like, "Good job, Sersha. Patrick said, "Great job, Sersha. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you very much." See, Cormac, Sersha is better at singing than you. If you need another backing vocal, I'm here. If you need me, that's from Layla. Thanks, uh, Layla. And then this horrible person, uh, Keith again. Uh, please stop the music. Oh my God, Sersha. How dare you, Keith? Uh, look at that. But Adrian said, is that Sersha singing? What an improvement. Yeah, thank you, Adrian. See? Yeah. But then there's cl- closely followed by a please stop the yeah. music. Oh my God. Well, we're not reading any negativity now. We are. We're all about the negativity, okay? you got to get the, through the negativity. you got to enjoy the misery and the negativity you of life. Just, all right? You can't just stop me. You can't just live down. in an echo chamber, all right, with your own I biases. I love this. Who's this in? Daryl. Keep up the great music. Lovely tune. Yeah, I agree. Um, Thanks, Daryl. Oh, that's, that's the best one yet. Clondalkin for Maniac 2000. No, but... Um, <clears throat> now, Paul. Now, Paul. Not better than Cormac. Just not murdered like Stalorgan. <laughs> you! All right, Paul. Cormac. Yeah. Do you want to get a room or... Yeah, me and Paul are getting a room at the bottom end, the posh area where he's from. Touch me in Stalorgan. You can have that playing for your lovely night yeah. away. <laughs> Like I know we're in the bottom end, but I'm a bit of a top end oh, myself. Jesus oh. <laughs> right, okay. Get out of the gutter. Well, I'm glad that that has been confirmed. Bottom end is posh in Tala, and the top end is not posh. Okay. Apparently. Fair enough. Our sources were correct and right. Listen, uh, next week we're obviously picking another place. Uh, as I mentioned, that was Tala. We did Blanche the week before that. Where are we doing next Friday? Where are you listening from? Where would you like us to do? 87 Um There have been a lot of suggestions and requests for Ballyfermot and Ballymun yeah. and Swords and Malahide and places like that. So we just we just want to know. And pressure's on you, Saoirse, now to be topping. Oh, I'm going to top. We're in Tala. I'm always on the top. <laughs> I mean, you're only about four foot, so God, you might get crushed otherwise. I didn't even mean to say that. (laughs) Sometimes you need a filter when you're working on radio, and Uh, I don't have one, and it's dangerous. The other thing, here's what I wanted to do, right, was, unfortunately, there's no crowds at any of the League of Ireland matches. No. But like that should be played in Tallah Stadium. I'd love that. 
half time and I'd get the whole crowd. You could do you could do you could do Nadia Ford, right? I could do it live. You could do Nadia Ford. You could start going out with the head of a football association and yeah. then get them to sing at half time. So instead of you singing the national anthem, you can sing We're in Tala. And you can get the whole crowd going, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'd be well up for that. Give me a mic. Yeah. Would Job you go? Going. Actually, if you're listening, would you go to Tala Stadium <laughs> if I was to sing live at it? It's totally should. Out for the crack. And unfortunately, we, we can't at the moment, but when it's all. Is it Rangers? Who is it that we included? I don't know what they're called. Did what you just called? say, is it Rangers? I don't know. Wow. What is the name of those? Wow. Is it football? Is it wow. Gaelic? Wow, is it Rangers? What do you play? I didn't say that, by the way. I know you listen. I didn't say Rangers. I don't know Saoirse what I said. said I have that. a terrible memory and I don't know what I recorded earlier Whoa. on. You could have given me any tripe and is I would it, have it sang Rangers? it to till the cows came home. Is it Rangers? I'll just leave that one with you. You can Google, is it Rangers? <laughs> in an Irish club over here. Shamrock Rangers. That's who it is. Oh, They're on the other side of Tala, the Protestant side of Tala. Yeah. Now, I didn't think we'd get this in. And is it a death threat? No, no. No, it's not. Uh, this is from Anto. Hi, Anto. Uh, good How evening, guys. Kalini. Rain on me. Kalini. Is Kalini is Kalini County Dublin or is it? It's very far away. Yeah, but it's County Dublin. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? So it doesn't count, does it? Oh, no, it does. Dublin. Oh, it does. Okay, Dublin's fine. Dublin. Okay, oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Kalini and Ballyfermot and Ballymun have been Hoped, other suggestions. Ratmines. Places like that. Get your suggestions in, and if you want us to send that to you, if it didn't make your ears bleed, and you would like us to send, uh, we're in Tala. DJ Sammy's we're in Tala to you. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. On the way next, if you're currently in working from home situation and you've no time to yourself because either you're either homeschooling or everyone in the house is working from home, and you're all like, oh, you're always here all the time. Great. And what kind of damage might that be doing to your head? We'll be chatting to a psychologist about the importance of having alone time. Next. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Now, we've heard of, you know, influencers all the time, but have you ever heard of a, a, a death-fluencer? And one the name of God is that. Well, it's somebody who deals with that very awkward, very scary, very ugh, taboo subject that is your death. And it's a weird old time to be alive, but can you get any sort of positive benefits from exploring this topic now? But somebody who is a self-proclaimed death influencer, death awareness coach, the first I've ever heard of this even existing from the Netherlands is joining us now to, to chat a little bit more about this. Claudia Krobatia, how are you? Good evening. I'm, I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're doing good, Claudia. Thanks a million for taking the time to chat to us. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, well, I refer to myself, as you mentioned, as a death awareness coach. So what I do with my work is that I try to inspire people to become aware of the fact that life will one day, will one day end, that uh, death is a reality and that um, um, we are mortal. So I try to inspire people to become aware of their mortality. Uh, and I do this by sharing all types of content. Uh, through my social media accounts as well as through my platform, of course, in dying. Um, and I've been given the, the title of death influencer now as well. But the word influencer has a bit of a, a negative feel to it nowadays, of course, as people are advertising mm. all kinds of commercial things. And that's not what I do. Um, but I think with death influencer, they mean people who are inv- inventing new ways of how we deal with death and they share it with their social media followers. So in that sense, it is what I do as well. I think this is 
obviously one of the most morbid topics you could you know ever talk about with someone and, and no one ever, no one ever wants to discuss this it's like the last thing on anyone's mind is to do it so why what led you into this kind of career um i think exactly uh the way you describe it it is the last thing on somebody's mind um death is a topic that we'd rather not think about and not talk but at the same time it is a part of life and we cannot deny its existence and at some point in life we will all be confronted with death either by the death of someone in our environment or our own death when we uh, become sick um so i think it is important to really realize that it's a part of life and there is still such a taboo on it which also makes it very difficult for people to talk about it and to share um stories about grief or about losing someone um in their in their direct environment um so what i what i try to do is really break the taboo on the subject and um make it more approachable and more open for everyone. And how exactly do you do that? Because I personally find death terrifying. I don't like to think about it. I don't like to know that anyone close to me might be coming up to an age where they're getting older and sicker. So I just try to just block it out. But what do you do to try and encourage people to open up, I guess? Well, I, I created an online course, an online video course, uh, where people really get to explore their own relationship with death. So, um, for example, if you say that you you really do not want to be confronted with it or don't like to think about it at all, um, you know, you could ask yourself, what are your own experiences with death up until this point And why do you feel this way about it? How does the fear of death really manifest for you? And how could you transform this and, and work with it? Because I think there is so much more to death than the fear and uh, the sadness of it alone. Um, mm. So by going through that and um, uh, contemplating what it could mean to you, um, you will also see that it will change your perspective on life itself. And I think that is one of the, the biggest benefits of contemplating mortality is that you really get to see the value of this very moment now and the time you have ahead of you still, no matter how long or how short it may be. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I do think there's two types of people who's maybe like it can be obviously a very, very depressing topic to think about. So how do you navigate? Because, you you know, the phrase you use is inspiring people to, uh, via thinking about their own death or trying to inspire people's lives today by thinking about their future um, mortality. How do you navigate that space? Because it is so easy just to get really, as I said, afraid and terrified and fearful and God, Jesus, it's just, just going to be dead someday. What's the point of it all? So how do you, how do you stop from going too negative about death and how do you make sure that someone uses it as you said to inspire them to do something more productive or happy or good today i think maybe uh, because of the perspective that it gives you on uh, life itself um, that you get to change your priorities in in life in the time that you have now and see really like to do the things that you would otherwise postpone infinite, infinitely or endlessly into the future um, to really make more conscious choices um, in how you want to live a good life now. Um, I think having that perspective can already be beneficial in seeing that, yeah, it doesn't only have to have this negative side to it, but it can also have a positive effect on you. And what are the types? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. What are the types of people that will come to you? Like, are they young people worried or is it older sick people maybe? Or is it all types of people? It is very diverse, I think, uh, because I'm still quite young myself um, and I do present my work in a certain way that it's a bit colourful because uh, I try to break the cliche of it all being very dark and morbid. So 
I share a lot of very colorful pictures of cemeteries, for example. Um, so I think I do inspire a sort of younger audience, but then I also have people who are doing my online course who are either uh, confronted uh, with the death of someone in their environment, of losing a loved one, or having a terminal illness themselves. Uh, but that can really happen at any age, you know. So um, it is the very um, unpredictable nature of death as well, um, which makes it something that is so, just as broad as anyone really. Uh, how have you seen people change their perspectives and maybe their lives and their jobs because I imagine if we you know think about this really long like if you're in a job or a relationship that you hate and then you're contemplating one day I'm not going to be here why in the name of God am I doing this and you know you might get up and just completely leave so how have people that you've seen changed their daily lives? Yeah, I, I haven't seen a, a drastic example as, as the ones that you just mentioned, although that would be very beautiful, of course, if you decide to leave uh, a situation that's not right for you anymore because of the insights you get from this. The one thing that I've noticed that, that people will tell me after doing the course is that um, whereas before they would see death as something uh, external to them, as something that happened to others in their environment, the, the death of a loved one, they could now really apply it to themselves, to their own mortality. Um, so in that sense, it really did change their perspective on just really living a more conscious life today. Um, but it, I haven't heard it really amount into such big decisions yet, but I could understand that it would trigger someone to really change something that they're not happy with anymore. And what kind of advice would you give somebody like me that's just terrified to even think about it? Try to imagine uh, what it is that really scares you about death. Um, is it um, a traumatic uh, experience that you've had with death? Or uh, is it a story that you've heard of somebody else? Is it the unpredictable nature of death? Like, what is it that really scares you about it? And if you try to sort of go into that and um, explore that, then maybe uh, other experiences and parts of what it could be um, could also be added to it and and take away a little bit of the of the fear that you have for it. Because I often think like for me it's like the coffin, like the thoughts of a coffin, and then you're in there and you're stuck in there even though you're dead. Like I just hate, I just I can't even like comprehend that at all. And then you're in a ground, and you know what if there's maggots eating your body, like all this horrible, de- depressing stuff. And I don't know why. Like I don't think of like you know what could be after death. What could be like you know? Yeah, but those are really interesting questions. But so for you, you you do identify with your body still after your death you think so you could actually like imagine being underground having the maggots eating away at your body but how can you know that that is true and how can you know that that is not if it's even true a beautiful experience in a way becoming one with the earth imagining what your perfect idea of death would be you know imagining what death could be in all the ways that would feel right to you and make sense to you if you try to make a visualization of death and try to replace it with the idea that frightens you perhaps that is something that could that could help you then because i'd be the exact opposite i don't care as in body wise what happens to my body i'm like nah but the thing that terrifies me most about death is just trying to comprehend the fact that you're not here anymore you're not able to talk with people you're not able to do anything and trying to imagine the unimaginable imagine the not existing and that just blows my mind I'm just like how how, I know it's like trying to imagine what it was like before you were born but that just 
absolutely terrifies me anytime I think about that. I'm like, I just I just can't comprehend that not being around to do things or to exist. And that's just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that that is something that, that frightens people. Um, also, just not knowing what will really present itself after we have died. Um, but at the same time, if you if you think about it the way you just mentioned that it might be the same scenario we were in before we were even born then we've been there before right so how bad could that really be then oh, i don't know it's just like so well i i think that also what, what really frightens people is the fact that you will have to let go of the life that you now know you have to let go of your own body you have to let go of the world around you the people you love the, the places you love everything that you know here that is so familiar to you um and letting go of that can be very frightening and scary but at the same time um I personally think that there is so much more to reality itself that we don't even know or don't know how to comprehend yet, um, which might have something to do with what death really is or what can await us after death, that I sort of try and trust that it will be it will be just as good as this life is. So do you believe in an afterlife then? And would you consider yourself religious in many ways because I know a lot of people like I, I wouldn't for for example and that's maybe where the, the, the terror comes from where I'm like oh well that's it yeah I, I don't uh, I don't see myself as, as religious although I do have an interest in, in religion because I think a lot of our uh, funerary rituals they originate from religion and a lot of our ideas about the afterlife of course um, but personally I don't believe in the afterlife in a very traditional sense but more in a, a way of uh, a continuation of our consciousness. So I do think that a part of us still continues to exist after the physical body has died. But I think it's it's a lot less personal as how we perceive ourselves now during this life. So it's perhaps a more abstract version of, of who I am here in this body, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's definitely a, a nice outlet for people. Um, if anybody is interested, where can they go to find you online? Um, my, my platform is called A Course in Dying. A Course in if you want to try and explore some of those issues. Um, a Course in Dying. And also, if you need some immediate support, I know anyone who might be, be suffering from any sort of mental health issues that might have been triggered by this right now, you can get in touch with Pieta uh, 0818111126, or you can text help, just the four letters help to 51444. Blood out. Claudia, thanks a million for popping on. It's a very interesting line of work that you're in and we will hopefully chat you again soon. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Anytime at all. On the way next, a loneliness is obviously a huge problem right now, which might be affected by because of lockdown. But if you can't get any time on your own, that might be just as bad. We'll be chatting to a Canadian psychologist next and music from Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, next here on FM 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalom. FM104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Now, are you the type of person who enjoys spending time by yourself? Maybe during the pandemic, if you're forced into a work from home situation where you have housemates working from home, where the other half is working from home and you're just bombarded with people. Like, is that bad for you? Because we obviously know social isolation that, that we're doing right now is really inhumane and it's not normal and we're social beings and obviously loneliness is a problem. But if you're not able to be on your own, for prolonged periods of time. Is that equally a problem? And what are you going to do about it? Anyway, to talk a little bit more about this, we're chatting to a psychologist from Carlton University over in Canada who's looked into this idea of, uh, you know, really needing time by yourself and on your own to be to be deemed happy and fit and mentally healthy and all those things. Well, we're delighted to welcome now uh, Professor Robert Coplancer. How are you? Uh, I'm just fine. Thank you so much for having me. 
thanks a million for coming on now I find this so strange because I am probably the most sociable person ever yet I do live on my own so suffer from loneliness quite a lot especially during the pandemic but what exactly is a lonely yeah so um I've been studying sort of the causes and consequences of solitude for many years now and uh, a lot of the previous work in this area has focused on what happens if we get too much time alone too much solitude and uh, and as we just heard off the top right too much time alone can lead to loneliness it can make us feel poorly about ourselves it can lead to depression and, and anxiety and other kinds of negative outcomes so that's pretty well established and i don't think anyone would argue against uh, you know how important it is for us as humans to engage with others um but we started to get a little bit more interested actually even before the pandemic started about what might be the implications of not getting enough solitude um, and so just as it turns out just as people who don't get enough time with others feel lonely we sort of coined this new term called you know a lonely or a loneliness to talk about the discrepancy between you know how much time we would like ideally to spend by ourselves to satisfy that need for solitude and how much time we actually get uh, and it turns out in the series of studies that we just started looking into um, just the same way that not getting enough time with others can lead to loneliness and stress and negative feelings. It also turns out that not getting enough time to yourself can also lead to feelings of stress, negative emotions, and even feelings of depression. And that, that is mad because I know you said you started this before kind of the pandemic and the lockdown, but you know, so many people, especially listening to this this evening now, might be forced into a situation where there's constantly someone in the house or they're homeschooling on top of trying to work and, and everyone is there. There's not even a commute where they can be on their own for half an hour and listen to you know something that they want to listen to. So, I mean, how do you define define uh because we're hyper connected all the time so how do you define like being alone does being alone need to be shut off from you know i'm just getting the hippie vibe in my head alone in the wilderness connecting with plants and nature but how do you define it yeah that's a super interesting question and the short answer to that is we're still kind of trying to figure that out because it feels like you know being alone should be something that sounds like it should be easy to define right like and most of us maybe think about physical separation from others like you know being alone on a deserted island or walking alone in a forest or something like that um other people think about solitude more as a perception of being alone so you know you can feel alone in a crowd right if you go pre-pandemic you were in a crowded coffee shop you might sit there and feel like you're kind of by yourself even though there's other people that are, are kind of surrounding us uh, you know teenagers will tell us that they feel alone and lonely even you know sitting at the dinner table with their family so it's definitely you know part of it part of it is a state of mind and of course with technology these days it's possible to be you know physically separated from others but socially engaging you know virtually with you know who knows how many other people um so it's really forced us to rethink a little bit about what solitude actually means but for me I, i'm i'm a bit of a purist i guess and solitude is about disconnecting from everything right so if we're really talking about solitude we're talking about turning off your phone we're talking about getting away from others being at, you know out of sight um from others and just giving your system a chance for a reset uh and i think an important message about this kind of stuff is that you know how much that's going to be important for you and how much you're going to need is is really different by individuals right so we can think about it almost like you know we talk about it as like a goldilocks effect okay so you know it's possible to have too much it's possible to have too little um but for each person there's going to be that just right amount and it's going to take some time to figure out what that just right amount is and most importantly that just right amount is different for everyone so if someone is telling you you need you know three hours alone every day or else you're not going to feel well it's just not true that might be true for some people. Other people might need 15 minutes or five minutes or, you know, anything in between. So it's really important not to over prescribe these kinds of things because everyone's going to have their own sort of perfect, just right zone for what's going to make them feel their best. 
can it have just as much of an impact on your health as being lonely? You know, you, you often hear people that are lonely, uh, it could be described as the same effect as maybe smoking has on the body. Yeah, there is actually, I mean, there's a huge and growing amount of literature suggests that loneliness is, I mean, is a significant risk factor for not only for our mental health, but your, your physical health as well, right? It's linked, with, it's linked with like higher risk for cardiovascular problems, even mortality, right? So there's, you know, we've done, we've had decades of research on this to establish these, these sort of risks. Um, so the short answer to your question is we're not sure yet, but we, what we found so far, of course, this is a brand new area of research, but it seems like a, a loneliness predicts feelings of stress, negative mood, and symptoms of depression, which in and of themselves, those are not, you know, those predict worse things later on, right? So I'd, I'd say there's the possibility that it's also associated with, you know, more serious long-term negative uh, impacts, but we're not quite ready to make that statement yet because we haven't, you know, haven't done those studies. Um, but I think one of the things that I think is important is that you know a lot of people may not even be aware that this might be a reason why they're feeling a bit off or they're feeling a bit grumpy or or you know their mood is down uh you know we've had a lot of people mention to us that it didn't even occur to them that something that could make them feel better would be to spend just a little bit of time by themselves um and of course in in the pandemic era uh as we heard before like some you know if you're working at home your your children are learning at home you you literally might not have a moment you know to to get off by yourself um and it's particularly important to kind of you know, your your partner and the other people in your house might be extroverted and sociable and think that this is the greatest thing ever. Um, but for you, it might be something that is really starting to, to drain, you know, drain your battery and draw upon your resources. And I think it's really important for people to feel comfortable about expressing these needs and, and understanding that this is okay. Like, it's okay to take some time by yourself. It's okay to tell your partner or other people in your house, I need a little bit of me time, right? And this is not a bad thing. It's not a problem with your relationship. It's not, you know, that you don't like your kids, right? These are these are natural human, you know, needs and wants that, that should be and need to be satisfied or else they're going to kind of take a toll. I think that would be the broad message to uh, to get out. I think we need like a traffic light system on the door, you know, a red light on the door. It's just stay away and then give, give us a half an hour or whatever and, and sort that out. But just on that, how do you, um, how does one know if this is a problem? Like, how could you tell, is there any kind of guidelines you would say to kind of keep an eye out for that you need more time by yourself? Sure. So, I mean, one, you know, one simple thing that we suggest to people is just, just track it, right? So, you know, just be mindful of how much time you're spending with others and how much time you're spending by yourself. And, you know, these days it's a little bit harder to have, you know, control over that. But when, you know, as we start to become more able to do so, uh, you just, you know, keep a, keep a notebook, keep a little diary, mark down how much time you've spent alone each day and what your mood is like. And, and most people will probably find an association between, you know, better days and worse days in terms of their mood and what it looks like socially. And just almost from trial and error, you could probably come up with a, you know, a self prescription for what it's going to take for you. And then, then it's up to you to try to find, you know, maybe even creative ways to get in that time so that you are, you know, you're feeling your best. And, and ultimately, you know, almost paradoxically, more time alone can make you better at being around others. Right. If we are taking good care of ourselves and we're satisfying those kinds of needs and it's making us, you know, our mood is better and we're feeling uh, more energized, it will ultimately make us, you know, um, more able and more competent to uh, to form relationships and to interact with others. So there's definitely a payoff. Is there any difference between men and women? Because I often think that men need more time alone than women might, because well, I find myself quite needy. A lot of my friends need to interact with us every day you know whether it's through whatsapp or something else where guys guy friends of mine i might not talk to them for weeks on end or boyfriends you know that kind of they're happy to not text you back for for hours 
Yeah, so I mean, uh, we, we haven't gotten too far down that path in terms of looking at these kinds of differences, but there are obviously differences, you know, that have been shown in terms of, you know, how men and women socialize and how much they need socialization. Uh, maybe not so much differences in how much, but maybe differences in terms of the quality of those interactions. Um, and, you know, I'm a developmental psychologist, so we, you know, we look in, in kids and certainly uh, girls might be more likely to interact in smaller groups, have more intimate, you know, deeper uh, relationships with their peers, whereas boys may be more, more likely to run around in packs and, you know, do more activity-based types of, of interactions. And, you know, that kind of plays itself out across, across the lifespan. Um, but I think that would be a really interesting question to look at. Uh, if you just tuned in, we're chatting to uh, Professor uh, Robert Copland, who's been looking into when for years loneliness, but the exact opposite of that is if you're not getting enough time for yourself, how much damage is that going to be doing? How much stress might that be causing? But but just on that anyway, on, on loneliness and lockdown, do you worry that there's going to be significant problems coming out of because we're in a, in a fairly long 100 and might even be more than 160 days now of kind of a severe lockdown locked inside a 5k limit a lot of people working from home pubs gyms everything has been closed but from a psychological point of view do you worry that these harsh lockdowns here and around the world might have really bad negative impacts going forward well, I mean, I, I think that's something we're all going to have to deal with, you know, uh, as a consequence when when things start to lift and we all start getting back out in the world. I mean, it's been for, you know, for many countries a year now where, you know, life has been completely different. And, you know, there's this overarching stress and anxiety that's hovering over everything that you do. And, and a lot of that stress is and anxiety is linked to being in public places or being around a lot of people. Uh, and I think, well, I mean, the short term effects are that people are suffering in terms of, you know, feeling lonely and, and, and feeling stressed and just raising the level of stress in the in the world raises people's uh, you know risk for experiencing these these mental health issues. Um, so I think that's going to be a long term consequence that we're going to be dealing with for years to come. And, and I think people will vary very much in terms of what they're going to be like when they get out. Some people are just going to run and jump in. They're going to be so excited to get back into their social worlds. And others, I think it'll take them quite a long time. They'll be quite sort of slow to warm up again to the idea that it's okay to be outside. It's okay to be in a group, and it's okay to be with people. Um, and like anything else, right? There's, there's not going to be a, a one size fit all uh, piece of advice for how people going to settle back in. Yeah, I definitely am planning to arrange a cuddle party. Uh, Cormac is invited again. Uh, we had one for him last year, but I think we definitely need it post-pandemic. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. It's really not. It's really hell. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolute hell. Um, but listen, it, it is really interesting. Is there anything else uh, from studying, you know, the need for people to be on their own, have a little bit of solitude and quiet time and just be left alone? Is there anything else from your recent work that you found uh, interesting that we may have haven't touched on yet? Um, well, I think we've hot, we've sort of hit on all of the main points. Again, so for me, the main message would be for people to at least kind of be mindful and aware that this is something that could be causing them stress. It could be causing people to have negative mood. Uh, and for, you know, for those people who are more sociable and more extroverted and have much more of a need to belong with others, as opposed to a need for solitude, at least to open up their, their minds, to the idea that, you know, not everybody is built the same way and that there might be others who, uh, you know, who have different feelings and different needs and different wants around, you know, time versus uh, others and time alone. And that that's okay. It's, you know, it's uh, variety is the spice of life. And there, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of people out there and, and, you know, understanding our different needs and wants and, and how we're built, uh, I think, will be very helpful for everyone. Sounds good. I'm definitely uh, not, what's it called, suffering from being uh, isolated or on my own too much. But I know Cormac prefers prefers his own time, don't you? 
Oh, a little snug, <laughs> little snug in a bar on your own with a pint. Job done. That's what we. Uh, that's what we need big time uh, here. But uh, listen, Professor, thanks a million for popping on. Um, if you if people want to find any of your work online, where's the best place we can direct them to go to? Uh, yeah, you can just send them to my website, which is robertcopeland.com. Brilliant. Professor Robert Copeland, he's a psychologist over in Carleton University in Canada looking at uh, loneliness and when you're not getting enough time on your own. Uh, listen, Professor, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for popping on FM 104. Thank you so much for having me. Spoil your mum this Mother's Day with a gift from Dunn Stores. Our gorgeous range of fresh flowers are in store from March 11th. From our sweet love posy jar for just €8 Euro, to our naturally perfect hat box for €35. Euro. And why not get her something sweet as well? With selected milk tray, roses and heroes cartons now half price. Plus, with our 10 or 50 grocery voucher, you save even more. Make your mum's day with Dunn Stores. Terms and conditions. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.